Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. Out for a little weekend uh, uh, run out of the house in some little bit of wintry weather here in Iowa. And we're in the middle of Chapter 11 on Relational Type Theory, a new theory that I'm working on right now. And so thanks for listening along with me as I'm thinking through some of these things and hope to share some, um, not just my own work because a lot of this stuff uh, touches on some other work and papers out there that I'm going to have occasion to, to tell you about. Um, today I want to continue what I started talking about last time, which is um, a couple of different definitions of the natural numbers that we can uh, formulate in relational type theory as relational types. And in fact, um, I'm happy to report just last night I completed the proof uh, that these two formulations are equivalent. It's a proof within the theory. Um, it's worth uh, mentioning um, that actually you can express the equivalence within the theory itself. You can um, you can define a type R equals R like R equals R prime, where R and R prime are relational types. You can actually define equality of relational types within the theory um, by basically using your subset because you can define subset. Uh, within the theory, and um, using it's actually pretty easy to do using uh, term promotions. You basically just end up saying, you know, if you have a like, try, say you're trying to say A is a subset of B, you really just want to say that um, as relations. Now, you really want to say that the identity relation. Um, is related to the identity relation at type A arrow B. And so you can express this um, in the middle of some other relational type just by saying um, you can use the internalized relational typing to say that. Internalized relational typing we talked about last time is um, relational type theory is letting you express relationships between terms, binary relations between terms as types, and um, so you, usually in the relational type theory, we're saying things like X is related by relational type R to Y, where X and Y are just terms of untyped lambda calculus, and uh, you can actually form a type that expresses that itself, that you can form a type uh, writing with square brackets, like square brackets X, R, square brackets Y, and you do that using these term promotions. So um, a term promotion says we're going to view a term as a relational type. What relation is it? It's basically just the graph of application of the term. So x is related by a term t to y just if tx is beta a equal to y. x related to y by a term you're just saying well, if you apply the term to X, that gives you Y, where it gives you is beta eta equality. Okay, so we can form, um, uh, so using term promotions, you can form this uh, internalized relational typing just by saying, um, if I want to say as a type that X is related to Y by R, um, I'm just going to say, uh, kx are k, well, let's see, just one side of the relational typing, let's say, 
I, I just want to specify that X is related by R to whatever I'm in the middle of speaking about, right? Because in these relational types, the whole idea of relational type theory is to make implicit a lot of quantified stuff that you otherwise would have to spell out in painful detail, right? So when I write A or B as a relational type, that's the semantics actually says what that means is for all X and X prime, if X is related by A to X prime, then F of X is related by B to G of X prime, where F and G are the two terms you're trying to relate with relational type A or B. Now that is a mighty mouthful compared to just A or B. And that's the point of relational type theory, is to use a very compact syntax for these complex relations, if in fact for logical relations. Um, so we're basically denoting logical relations by the types which usually would give rise to them. Uh, anyway, so um, anyhow, I think I won't walk through again the def any more about the, how we define internalized relational typing, but we can do that. And using that, we can express a relational form of induction um, as a type. The type is, for all x, um, if 0 is related by x to 0, and if successor is related by x or x to successor, then x. Where between the, the sort of base and the step case, so we have this, this type saying for all x, and we say basically base case, step case, x. But base case, step case, x, what's separating those, we can use this implicit product, like a fat arrow, um, which just means that the final x we're using the relational type is going to be applied to the terms we want to relate by the entire type, right? We're going to say terms X and Y are related by this big quantified type. Well, by using this implicit product arrow, um, when we get down to that last X in the type, we're still speaking about X and Y, as opposed to, say, speaking about eliminations or applications of X and Y. And speaking about eliminations, applications of X and Y is what happens with the what I'm calling the parametric naturals. So these were the inductive naturals that basically have base and step case that make total sense. Um, and they're just, it's just a binary generalization of these from the usual unary form of induction. Um, the parametric naturals, though, are the ones you get for the type that's just for all x, x, zero, x, arrow, x, zero, x. That's the type we usually use just for church encoded naturals in standard unary type theory. Um, but here we're interpreting it as a binary relation. Okay, so we have to review, to make sense of that as a review, we have to remind ourselves this type for all x, x, arrow, x, arrow, x, arrow, x, how do we really understand church encoded naturals as having this type? Well, church encoded naturals, if you give a natural number, like say you give, give three of function f, so you take three and you apply it to function f, it's going to give you back f composed with f composed with f. It gives you the threefold composition of f with itself. And so for any type x you want, if you give the natural an xx function, it's going to give you another xx function, namely this iterated composition of the function. Okay, so now if we return to that type for church encoded nets and view it as a relation, what we're saying is x and y, what does it mean to be related by this parametric natural number type? It means that for any relation you want, if you have a pair of functions f and g that are related by 
x0, x, where x is the relation you want, then the first number, like x of f, is going to be related by to y of g by, again, x0, x. So being related by a type x0, x means given inputs a and a prime that are related by x, the outputs of your functions on those a and a prime, so your f of a and your g of a prime, will also be related by x. Uh, so, anyway, we have these two types, parametric naturals and inductive naturals. Parametric naturals are, it's really beautiful because the type is just a system F type. Whereas inductive naturals, we had to pull out some of our relational bag of tricks to express it, but we could do that, which is pretty awesome. Um, and I just finished proving, as I was saying, uh, the equivalence of these within relational type theory. So I can prove that the meaning of the one type is a subset of the meaning of the other and, and mutually. Uh, and the key part of that proof, and you can find this, this proof in essence, is in this paper by Philip Wadler called the Girard-Reynolds isomorphism, which uh, I think I will talk about more, um, partly so I don't just blabber on about my own research uh, too long here in this chapter, but also it's absolutely related. I mean, it's, it really is presenting essentially the same ideas, but in quite a different sort of setup. Um, this proving this equivalence of the two types. And the key idea, at least in the way I worked through it, is you need to prove um, the relational typings of the constructors for natural numbers. So we want to prove that zero is related to zero by both of those different definitions of natural number. Parametric naturals and inductive naturals both need to relate zero and zero, and they both need to relate successor and successor. Um, and once you've proved that, uh, it becomes quite easy to show the relationship between these two types. Um, for... Uh, Let's see, going one direction, both directions are, are straightforward. One is much, one is really easy. So I think from inductive to parametric naturals, what we're going to say is, so the inductive naturals say, for any relation, if you can prove the base and step cases, then you can prove the relation holds for the two terms you're trying to relate by this overall parametric naturals type. And so... Um, the base and step cases, so the relation we're going to use to prove that inductive naturals are a subset of parametric naturals, let's use the relation parametric naturals, okay? So we, we're assuming we have X and Y that are related by the inductive naturals type that has base and step cases, and we're trying to prove that X and Y are related by the parametric naturals type. Well, from our assumption that X and Y are related as inductive naturals, we can instantiate the quantified X with the type nat P, parametric naturals. And so then our assumption that X and Y are related by the inductive natural type uh, tells us that if we can prove zero is related to zero by the relation we chose, which is nat P, and if we can prove suck is related to suck by the relation, by the, by nat, by the relation we chose, nat P, arrow nat P, then inductive naturals will tell us that X is related to y by nat p. And hey, that's perfect. That's exactly what I, I that's exactly that falls right away, right? We just say, I, I, as I was mentioning, we need to prove that the, um, six, the constructors of the natural number type 
are related to themselves at the appropriate relational types. And it's not hard to do. So we know zero is related to zero and suck is related to suck at the types based on nat p. And so we have what our inductive nat required us to provide. It says if you want to show that x and y are related by nat p, you need to show that nat p contain, relates zero to zero and is closed under successor relationally. And we have that. So that's, that direction is very easy. Inductive nats implies parametric nats. Uh, is just basically follows from the, the relational typings of the constructors as that type nat p. Um, going from parametric to inductive uses the same trick, um, but it, when you follow exactly that same recipe, you don't end up with quite what you want because you want to know that x and y are related by nat, the inductive natural type. But what you get from the parametric naturals is that x applied to suck applied to zero is related to y applied to suck applied to zero. Now, applying x and y to the constructors just rebuilds x and y, and it's a principle called reflection. You can see it called reflection. Um, I don't really know exactly why it's called that. It doesn't have much to do with reflection as far as I know, as it's used in other contexts in computer science or logic. Um, but that's what it's called in some sort of like algebra of programming kind of literature. Maybe I've even mentioned this principle before. We've made use of it here at Iowa for stuff. Uh, anyway, so what you actually, that's actually what you need. You need this reflection principle that says, um, if I've got x suck 0, and I know it's related to y suck 0, um, but that implies uh, x is related to y. And it's actually not very hard to show. It does need, sort of putting all the pieces we have together, it does need transitivity and symmetry of the inductive nat type. But that um, can be shown pretty easily as well. And so that sort of puts together um, these two facts to show that um, nat p and nat i are, um, are equivalent. And you can prove that within that theory. Okay, anyway, thanks a lot for listening to this um, podcast. And next time, I'm going to plan to tell you a little bit about um, this paper of Wadler's called the Gerard Reynolds isomorphism. Hope you're safe wherever you are.